Hello and welcome to The Social Recruiting Show. I'm Katrina Collier. I'm, of course, author of the Robot Proof Recruiter and I'm a facilitator and speaker. I'm, of course, joined by my talented talent acquisition professional co-host, the one, the only, the face-pulling, amazing Glenn Martin. <laughs> Hola. Hi, Glenn. And today we are joined by a talented people person. That just sounds mm -hmm. quite odd. Human resources <laughs> professional, fantastic human anyway, in the name of Rowan Dickinson. Welcome to the Thank social you. recruiting welcome. service. Thank you, guys. Thank you. And we, of course, welcome, welcome. We, of course, could not be here without our fan-tabulous sponsor, Enterprise Alumni. Thank you for continuing to support the show so we can stay on during this time. Thank you. Welcome, Rowan. Thank you. Thank and you. on holiday. As well, that is dedication yeah, to the show. Yeah, yeah I'm out in Holland, other half steps, so seeing the family out here, it's been nice. It's been is. hot, like England, though. Yeah, that's a good effort. That's a good effort. Coming coming onto the show on a Friday afternoon whilst on holiday, you get super credits, <laughs> right? Super credits indeed. Right. I am rushing right. back though, after. I am rushing yeah. back. Though. I don't get quarantined. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Well, before before we get into the, the title of the show, it'd be really interesting, I think, for everybody watching, just to kind of learn how you got into the world of people. Just give us a, a bit of an overview. Yeah, sure. Um, so I actually went to uni and studied sport at uni, purely because my dad actually said, yeah, I saw, I saw that guy, actually, on your LinkedIn. Yeah, so I just thought... Have you been LinkedIn stalking each other, have you? Are you now LinkedIn friends? Much, much. It's, it's something special. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so I did sport at uni, absolutely loved it, but I actually loved the psychology side. So yeah. I ended up getting an internship at McDonald's in the headquarters, which was kind of mind-blowing. People, team of 100 yeah. plus people. Uh, super, super cool. Ended up doing a master's in HR, and again, absolutely wow. loved it. So then I applied for a graduate scheme, got on a graduate scheme to specialise in HR, basically there. I kind of moved up into an L&D role. I did a HR advisor role, which touches on all the generalist bits, recruitment as well. But I moved into L&D and managed a small, small team for near for a year and a half plus. So I absolutely loved it. And then I went, actually, utility is great. Like, it is very good, but I wanted to go to a totally innovative space. So then I popped mm -hmm. to a fintech company and I led on recruitment there. Absolutely loved it. Like You, you all both know the engineering kind of recruitment, mm -hmm. the hardcore challenges that which come with that, just the cool vibe culture. No challenges, <laughs> recruitment. <laughs> Easy, easy. Certainly yeah, engineering. Engineering is yeah. like the low hanging fruit, isn't it? I know. Yeah, yeah. Dozen, thousands of them. <laughs> yeah, so, so I did that I did that for a year and a half recruitment and then I started kind of leading on the learning. But then I suddenly went, actually I want to stretch myself again. Because one thing that's bugging me is I didn't have a clue what talent management was. I know it's a tiny, tiny bit or part mm. of HR, but I was actually like, yeah. I don't really get it. I know you've got your nine bots grid, whatever it is tied to bonus, but I was like, I don't get the mechanics fully and how it could scale. So if you're in a mm. scale transfer, mm. how can it scale truly? So then I popped to a kind of big corporate company, 40,000 people, took on a group global role across nine different geographical regions, working with the exec teams, um, just to learn about talent management essentially, because it ties with recruitment, ties with LMD, everything. Yeah. Unfortunately, being furloughed, lost my job, silver lining, kind of started up my own side gigs. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, but Wicked. still people. I reckon there'll be lots of, lots of companies, lots of startups happening right now yeah. because yeah. of this. It was the same in 2008. Yeah. So, I, can I, I just address it? Just um, very happily, uh, oh, hello, Tom. No, no, 
Sure, I don't know how to say your name and you join us every week. Is it Nakia or Nakia? I don't know. That's dreadful. Um, Mr. Nakia. O'Donnell and uh, Liz, um, thank you all for the compliments on the hair. We can now move on. Right. So, sorry. <laughs> well, actually, actually, <laughs> let's not move on from that. That's a little sidetrack. I, mean, I just wanted my hair to be the same colour as the book. No, I really didn't. I didn't think about that at all. Yeah. When I did it. Sorry. I did literally on Wednesday cut my hair off. Right? I'm not being funny. I came on to a video <laughs> call with Katrina and she just sat there like nothing had changed. I was like, she had a haircut then. <laughs> oh, hang on. I'm going to go that way. But it's the other way. Anyway, whatever. Yeah. It looks cool though, right? It looks cool. I love it. I love it. It does look very cool. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, we yeah. can move on now. Right. Sorry. We can move on now. We can Title move on. We show. are actually going to talk about dun, 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 mentoring HR and startups. So, actually, considering our pre show chat i'm looking forward to this very much so mm. so yeah definitely why did we end up with mentoring hr and startups Rowan? why did you want to talk about that yeah i mean a bit of my passion in hr is l d that ties with mentoring mm. and i think mentoring i was saying to you guys just a second ago i think it can be a very fluffy like subject mm. it can be a fluffy thing but yeah. i'm passionate that actually i've had really good experiences on my graduate scheme i had a mentor we actually worked with me for a long time that doesn't mean actually worked yeah. with me like close side by side but he helped me mm -hmm. so much then i've got kind of mentors i've got a few external ones and they've seriously been people to kind of lean on just get advice whether it's functional advice or skills-based advice but it's generally generally helped me and then talking to other people i've found that it's been beneficial to them and then in the tech mm -hmm. startup space i'm very aware that a lot of people are in standalone roles and they've actually got mm -hmm. a, like a serious task on their hand like they yeah. want to build this business up by 50, 200 people. It's like, holy bejeejees, mm. how do yeah. I actually do this? Like, how do I put a salary framework together? Like, how do I do the operational HR and all of this? And actually a mentor can provide like seriously, seriously beneficial advice and work mm. and help them check in time. It's not hand-holding. That's not what a mentor doesn't mm. do that because you don't want them to fix mm. it. But they can help them. Actually, so, so how do you define it, a mentor then? Experience. Like, yeah, someone who's got experience and they're leading with that, trying to help someone mm. else, actually. Could I just just ask, um, at what point Always did you... Always feel fear when he says that, by the way, Rowan, because it I mean... usually means there's a curveball question coming that <laughs> oh, you yeah, might want to... No, take a <laughs> I'm just always interested to understand uh, at what point or how people arrive at that idea that I... I need a, or I would like a mentor. So whether it's something that perhaps within a kind of grad program you're offered, but if it, if it was in that context, why why did you think a mentor would be useful for you at that at that period of time and and continue mm. to have a mentor? Yeah, I mean, you touched on it. I was in a grad program, so I'm biased already towards it. So I mm. think I went into another role and I went, I want a mentor because I knew it would mm. help me massively. Yeah. I actually don't think people tend to go that way though. I think mm. people potentially get too overwhelmed. Maybe they don't get overwhelmed, but they go, mm. I'm going to focus because I know I need to deliver deliver on. So mm. actually, in the end, you don't go, a mentor would be a good idea because you'll probably think that yeah. might slow you down and stuff. So I think people just go laser focus. And stuff. Yeah. So when that mentor... Yes, I've, not, I've not had one, which I must admit I've been thinking about of late, but then I didn't go the grad school route. I don't, I don't have a degree, so I didn't have someone yeah. saying, you know, get a mentor. Certainly yeah. never through work did I think about it. But I do have a coach. So okay. I do you know, pay for someone to take the ideas out of my head, <laughs> make oh, sense of them in that yeah. respect. It's a different relationship again. 
It is, and no. the coaching's got its own power. You're both know, yeah. like self-realization, and that's like that's a kind of a mind blowing thing. So interestingly, you had a mentor. Do you mentor individuals as well? Okay. Yeah. So Birmingham University. <laughs> yeah. Birmingham University. I was there, and now I'm part of their kind of mentoring program. Been doing it for mm-hmm. two plus years. So I've had a few mentees. Um, yeah. And you know, I love giving back. Like yeah. I love my education and everything like so I love being able to help someone kind of learn to grow because it's hilarious when you actually help someone who's very junior because I don't yeah. even know what HR really is they're like yeah oh is it is it contracts and then you recruit they have no idea what mm. it's the police do. they're the ones that tell you off isn't it yeah yeah all our audience stereotypical so uh, in your yeah. experience in your experience today what what have been the the key drivers behind requiring or wanting a mentor what what things have you wanted to learn or wanted to kind of you know have a mentor engaged to to kind of discuss is there a common theme or is it just something that's kind of progressive at each stage just kind of give us an idea because you know there might be some people sitting there thinking I'd, i'd i'd like to consider a mentor but actually what what am i going to them for what's what expectations should i have yeah, exactly. And and what expectations should I should I set? So if you can just give us a little insight into why you went uh, to get a yeah. mentor beyond the, obviously the grad program. So why you've continued to seek and have mentors? Yeah, I I, I think it's two parts. Normally, it's in my role because yeah. I, I have normally massive gaps in terms of how to deliver or do my role. Mm-hmm. So so I normally i normally look for a mentor who can help me directly in my yeah. role. Let's say I was recruiting in tech, yeah. and I'm suddenly like, oh, God, this is the tech stack, and, and I don't truly get the, the, how deep it goes and the knowledge that comes with that. Let's yeah. say mm-hmm. that's the DevOps stuff and that stuff. Like, I yeah. still don't fully understand. Exactly. <laughs> but getting a mentor to actually help me and understand that and how I can potentially talk to another kind of infrastructure engineer when I reach out to them, and mm-hmm. just and to actually say mention these few things because that really like they bite on that type of stuff. So mm-hmm. that stuff's so beneficial. So it's role specific. Yeah. The other side is actually career. Yeah. So I think it's you've got your more short term operational day to day pragmatic type of stuff. But then it's someone actually who can work with you and get to know you and get to know your strengths mm-hmm. and help you with your career. Because I've had people who said mm-hmm. get a get a big brand on your CV. That will really mm-hmm. really help you. And then they've got to know me and actually they've got to know that I love tech startups and it's not all about the brand there, it's all about the challenge about oh. brands. Exactly. And then they get to know you over time and they can really actually help and go, actually, you're strong in this. I might go off mm. and say, I really want to do this, reward stuff. And they might go, yeah, you're not too good when it comes to benchmarking and look at inflation rates and all of that. So, mm. do you know what I mean? Like they can really help you and give proper feedback. That's yeah. what problem mentoring is, they get to know you. That's cool. <laughs> I'm hearing a lot of it's what you're getting. So what are they getting? So like my fear with asking someone, and I know exactly mm-hmm. who I'd ask, but is what she going to get out of it? Yeah. By mentoring me. And that's, so I, I get it with Emma. So Emma, who I, uh, Freyvogel, who I mentor. Now, the reason I jumped at it is because, I know she's so awesome. Uh, Radical Recruit Help, ex-homeless, ex-care. Um, what have I missed? Ex- ex-care, ex-homeless, ex-offenders back into work. So of course, immediately I'm like, I want to be part of that, right? So I can see the benefit to me. But when I'm asking someone, I'm like, because it has to be a benefit to them, right? Hundred mm, percent. And, and that's, that's my fear of of asking. And I'm sure plenty of people here are sort of thinking, like, mm, what's yeah. in it for them? 
I, I because think, it's a time commitment. Oh, it hundred percent is, and I think people mm. again in kind of let's say the startup scale up space, sometimes you don't yeah. get line management or leadership opportunities. Mentoring is actually a soft management, soft leadership opportunity to be leading someone. Dare I say, without the yeah. the crappy admin of kind of proving annual lever or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. but it but it kind of is. You're helping someone in their career, or you're helping someone yeah. in their role, and I, I think that's rewarding to actually develop your your leadership skills and actually going potentially try this try that yep. to giving feedback because we know as hr and kind of people feedback is one of those things we don't all practice probably enough mm. and it's super super mm. hard so yep. i think it's a it's a great opportunity to develop yourself in all the things leadership feedback especially if you don't get it in, in your day-to-day mm. -day kind of work and it's also giving back which I think is also mm. rewarding. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's it. Um, thank you again for the many haircut comments. Um, obviously, I should have done this years ago. <laughs> um, beautiful comment here from Darlene, who is uh, currently on the market snapper up. She's awesome. Um, what's the panel view on home-growing talent through mentorship as well? Mm. Love that. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So right. as in within the yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm assuming homegrown talent's kind of it internal talent within the company mm. yeah yeah, I yeah, yeah. yeah. I, i'm massively for that i mean it's how you're also going to shout out to everyone else in the business going we're going to retain you there's a development pathway for you the business is also growing your internal talents tacit knowledge and all that isn't it mm -hmm. as well so you're an advocate people join the company as a new starter they go oh, someone's mm. been able to progress here in like two three roles yeah. i mean let's be it honest, has to you, help with retention doesn't it yeah and to be honest, being really selfish, we all care about like what we're getting paid and all that as well. So mm -hmm. people are going, oh shit, actually I can get more money as well. At the same mm -hmm. time, they also might go, and shit, they've actually had some really, really good challenges and they stretch mm -hmm. themselves because they've been able to work on this, that, this. So yeah. being selfish, I think it looks great for an individual going in. I don't know what you guys think. Flipping flipping that into a startup space then, because that is, I, I think that oh. sounds like it could really work in a company of, you know, 100, 200 plus, or even, you know, kind of 1,000 plus, we're looking at a startup, you know, really early 10, 15 people, maybe 20 at the most, a couple of people would like mentorship. But as we've already discussed, sometimes in a certain environment, certainly a small startup, you are laser focused on, let's get the product, let's ship the product, let's iterate on the product. Mentoring, we haven't got time for mentoring. How yeah. do you how do you then start the conversation with kind of senior leaders in a in a or how have you started the, the conversation with senior leaders in a small startup around the importance of mentoring? Yeah, do you know being like fully honest, when the reason why I've become more passionate about mentoring is because it didn't even happen. Mm. Literally. So yeah. the conversations didn't really happen. I mean, we ran leadership programs at the kind of startup I was at, and part mm. of that was to obviously help a leader help another leader mm. in mentoring, but we never explicitly kind of talked through it. We never explicitly mm. created in-house pools, which have been part of previously, That's but more right. in a corporate setting. So we've mm. created in-house kind of mentors and all that. But internally, I don't think it's touched on enough. And don't get me wrong yet. Yeah. Like you say, Glenn, it is slowing things down, but it's for the long-term benefit. Agreed. Mm. Yeah, I, I agree. I think yeah. it's- Rowan's on a mission to sort that out anyway. <laughs> yeah. I think it, it becomes incumbent on the individual to then try and find that, that mentor. Um, because if the company can't facilitate it, or the company's not even large enough to maybe even offer the, the kind of mentorship internally, you've kind of really got to go out and seek that yourself. You can't sit there and wait for it to be offered to you. And I think that's one thing that's mm. probably probably key to 
to illustrate to people, if you want a mentor, you've got to go sometimes out and find them and, yeah. and kind of yeah. engage them, you know? I know, yeah. that's a scary conversation. Um, Lee's got a great question here because Lee always has great questions. And I think Lee mm. made a nice haircut comment further back as well. Thank you. Um, I'm feeling very flattered um, and also <laughs> aware I should have done this years ago. But anyway, uh, Rowan, can you give us an example of what a focused and pragmatic mentoring conversation is? That is definitely mm. not what Emma and I have. <laughs> we go around the houses. <laughs> we rant for an hour. It's awesome. <laughs> Do you have a... I mean, ranting and having a, a, a good chat is also building a good relationship, isn't it? So when it comes yeah. down to it, you're going to actually have a good conversation. Um, yeah. Actual kind of, it's, it's about actual items. So yeah. you're actually talking about, let's say, someone wants to make the next step into a head of people role. It's, yeah. it's kind of going actually, identifying actions. Do you actually know how to put a strategy together? Again, I hate the word strategy. I think it's very fluffy. And it's one of my bugbearers. Yeah. But, but it, to my point, it's no, I'm not making the best point here, but it is actually identifying actions to work on. Yeah. So, and then the point is, once you've identified it with someone, catch up on it. So it's something just to be working on and you're catching up. Otherwise, it's mm. otherwise it's just a loose conversation. You're just getting to know the person, but you're not getting anything out mm. of it. And it should be mentee-led. So the mentee should be mm. going, actually, I want to be working on this because I realise that this could help here to get to the head of people mm -hmm. role. Maybe the mentor says, actually, this is a better route to go down. And, th and then actually, here's things you need to work on. Maybe you need to do a few more ER cases and get involved with them because maybe actually the other HR manager, if there's there, he's taking on or she's taking on more work there. Actually, you jump in, take on some more disciplinaries or grievances. It's, it's actually identifying a few things and then holding them accountable. But like, Accountable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that mentee led. That's actually really interesting. Yeah. They, because uh, yeah, I guess it's a bit like coaching. It comes from within. You want to make that change. So if you want to mentor, mm -hmm. you need to commit to. Yeah, that's cool. Glenn, you look like you had a question, and I interrupted you as ever. No, not. To, I just I agree with you. I think I it's say, uh, before I interrupt you back though. Sorry, Rowan. <laughs> we're having a round on Friday. Is is right. this a year? Is it? Sorry, I just saw Audra's name. Um, is this a year you have been in the hot seat? Yeah, the so, That's yeah. what LinkedIn yeah. 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 Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Thanks. It hasn't felt like We had like to fill Audra's big feet. Yeah, man. I mean, that's Which always really small feet. But whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you've yeah. done all right. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm, I'm still here. I think that's probably an, <laughs> it's an indication of my success. I get to keep my seat. <laughs> Actually, I think we've been more consistent as well. You've kept me consistent, which is really cool. And it's a bit, going back to the mental mentee, it's about that, isn't it? Keeping, yeah. We've kept each yeah. other. Yeah, Audrey and I used to have weeks off. We were not quite as consistent. <laughs> wow, that's so cool. That's I, I do cool. want to come oh, back to, to, to that point around the mentee because um without seeming too i guess critical sometimes you know you get approached to be a mentor um but actually the mentee doesn't really know what they want from you mm. it's kind of like can you give me all the guidance well no actually I, i'm not here to guide mm. your career fully for you yeah. so it, as a as a mentor yourself do you sort of say when somebody contacts you uh, for mentorship do you go okay these are the sort of things I would like you to consider. If you've got the answers to these kind of questions, then it will be good to have that introductory conversation to see whether we can go any further. If you can't answer these questions, I'd suggest you probably go back and reflect. Do you do you approach it like that? How do you 
how do you get that structure so you know that the time you're committing to that introductory conversation is actually going to be worthwhile for both parties? Yeah, I, I think it's, it is like you say, it's either the person's coming to you and some people do this, I'm very sure, saying I want to work on this, but if not, yeah, the mentor will go, can you actually identify some stuff which we are actually going to work on? Because then actually, mm-hmm. before even actually wasting anyone's time, you can go, actually, I'm not the best place to do that. Mm-hmm. I, I also think something that's which all humans so you might identify some really cool stuff to work on but actually having kind of this contracting and also chemistry session is very very important Mm. when it comes to mentoring Mm. because someone might go actually generally i can help you here but then you meet and you're just like chalk and cheese and you're not like that also is not going to work is it either so you've got got to set the expectation go great i think i can help you with this or let's identify Mm. the areas but let's have a loose chemistry session let's be honest Mm. with each other things mm. might not work out here and then yeah. let's go from there yeah you kind of almost limit testing whether somebody's receptive to being mentored mm. right yeah because you, you kind yeah. of you, well you know i mean you, you don't want to commit time and energy both parties and it actually not mm. be beneficial for that individual not actually move them move them further mm. forward if they're not taking the actions beyond beyond the meetings you have mm. i also get it and uh, um, this will be controversial sorry whoever i offend saying this but um the when it's somebody like myself who works for myself so Mm. as opposed to i'm salaried so it's probably a little easier to give up an hour again Mm. sorry whoever i've just offended but sometimes all they're wanting to do is get my stuff for free Mm. so it's not really mentoring they're like oh you know can you just Mm. teach me how to source or whatever it might be and you're just like now come on (laughs) you know Mm. like that as well i think as somebody if you're wanting a mentor be respectful of that Mm. you know so I think hence with Emma, it's more it's for her business as a whole as like another female business owner. So mm. I'm not necessarily giving away my IP that makes my salary. I think there's a mm. there can be a fine line on that as well. And I'm mm. just talking about if you're just approaching, I guess a consultant yeah. is probably the best way to put me. I'm sorry again if I offended anyone with that. I, I, I think as well I've seen this where it's got to be the mentee, like we've said, the mentor's helping someone normally out of their own goodwill a lot yeah. of the time. The mentee's got to drive mm. it as well, but they've got to say, well, are you free here on this time? So I've actually seen yeah. it in a business before when someone's gone, they haven't checked in with this is the mentee. They haven't checked in yeah. with me, but like, I don't know where they stand. And it's, yeah. Exactly, you, you should be driving no this. Dog. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's not that's not good because the mentor's helping someone. That's part of it as well. Yeah. 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 So, so how, does, uh, how does HR feel about mentoring? In the in the grander schemes of the things that HR need to think about, in your experience, what's HR's view of kind of mentoring? Its value? Um, to are each they more? Other in, or to others? Well, or? yeah. Well, as a as a HR function, you're thinking, okay, are people is mentoring valuable, or is you know learning you know more structured learning development valuable, or do we need you know? So, in your experience, how how does HR feel about mentoring? Is it something that's really valued, or have you seen it? you know, kind of depending on the size of the company, et cetera. Et cetera. Yeah. I'm just keen to, to sort of match the two areas of your experience, really. Yeah, I'd, I'd say, because from my experience in more startup and corporate, I'd say in startup, mentoring's not really there um, mm. because because it's hands-on. Let's, yeah, let's get shit done. Yeah, let, let's do this <laughs> type of stuff. Mm. More corporate mm. setting. I mean, don't get me wrong. Corporates love to do leadership programs just to do a leadership program. But mm. at the same time, there is kind of some really good companies out there will have coaches, like coaching pools, mm. mentoring pools. Mm. 
I know I spoke yeah. to someone on the heads of a Hilton a long time ago and they had all of this and my mind was blown that they just mm. deployed these mentors and coaches out there and they're part of the leadership program and they had this whole L&D offering. So I think corporates give kind of some good mm. space mm. and time. I think most Fortune 500 companies actually have kind of a mentoring mm. program, which is right. kind of a cool stat in mm. itself. Um, mm. But startups tend not to be given importance. I think people think it's important, but they don't mm. put their kind of money where their mouth is and actually do something. Yeah. And how did you or get involved in? probably give them the time during the day to do that as well. Yeah. So it probably yeah. ends up being, oh, I'm going to have the chats in the evening on the weekend. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Oh. Mm. I, I'm interested in the link between education and, and kind of industry. How did you get involved in the kind of mentoring? Uh, for, was it Birmingham University that you, you kind of mentored? Yeah. How, how did that, how was that link made? Purely because I was on the HR program there. Um, okay, cool. And, you know, I think they reach out to, it doesn't matter if you've done marketing or finance or whatever. I think they've mm. got kind of a good just perspective on they just want to use the alumni to give back. Because also, mm. like I've said, I've learned just mentoring others. I've learned how mm. to listen, <laughs> literally listen. I've learned how to kind of give advice that's actually quite concise, quite, quite clear and actually mm. related to that person. It was mm. tiny, tiny things, but communication is mm. pretty darn hard, actually. So I've learned mm. from it. But Birmingham Uni, yeah, they've just mm. set it up and they keep in contact with people and they do questionnaires. So you get to know kind of the mentee before and you actually as a mentor complete a questionnaire mm. as well. I know that's quite a standard thing to do. Mm. And then they actually just match you, which is, I mean, different mentoring processes differ sometimes they match yeah. you sometimes it's kind of a chemistry session sometimes mm. but yeah they match you and then you go from there that's really cool I, I i don't know i wonder how many universities really utilize their alumni in that way i know mm. that obviously you know, obviously birmingham does um i think it's london business school as well have a really kind of effective alumni uh, yeah. along with imperial but i, I think it, it clearly illustrating the value right people coming out of education either a master's or degree or, or even college right and actually having a business mentor, somebody that can really give them some structured guidance in terms of that next career step, I think it could be super valuable, super valuable. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I've, I've said it before, but I think I was just, I've been shocked how people come from education. We all know it's theory, but they actually have no idea what kind of finance really is in play. They have no idea what HR, they have no idea what recruitment is and what the process is, what ATS is. How do, you, mm. how do you work within an ATS and optimize the usage of it? What metrics yeah. do we all use? Yeah. That's and, all right. And, okay. Is it five years? We've worked out only two guests have ever actually chosen to go into recruitment anyway. So most people learn to <laughs> know what it is. So. <laughs> well, yeah. However, there is a degree, so that's quite worrying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We still, we still find that funny, don't we? <laughs> Not funny, yeah. proper terrifying. Well, again, I think it's, you know, as illustrated, HR has a kind of a certification accreditation. Mm. So it's it's a path that you can you can map from education into industry. The unfortunate thing with recruitment is it, you, you, you don't. There's not well, mm. there's not any kind of really super recognized degree or certification around recruitment. I think that's that's what to a certain degree makes it seem like people just drift into drift into it as a as a career because there's no real yeah. benchmark yeah. for entry unfortunately yeah the value of the function as we've both discussed a number of times is is enormous how acquisition recruitment yeah. is an enormously valuable function um mm -hmm. with some um, you know amazing people in it um so yeah. maybe that's something to uh to think about going forward right? I just, I say, yeah. lee i don't understand your question so you, you need to yeah 
Sorry. Sorry, Rowan. <laughs> I, can't, I can't type an answer on Facebook. So. <laughs> I can't multitask at all. I, I, I was also thinking, I I mean, we all learn through trial and error as well, okay. but if I had a men, mentor actually help me when I was recruiting, the tiny, mm-hmm. tiny thing about on the first call, asking notice, salary and all that, the tiny things again, but actually if you don't ask and you don't get the salary expectation, mm-hmm. when you come to offer, you can actually screw the whole thing up because there might be a competing with another company at that stage or whatever, so you can't move on it quick. You might be like, oh, crap, I need to mm. ask them, and that delays the process. That's a tiny little tip, which like a mentor mm. given it's so niche as well, to kind of what you do. I can't believe the candidate through the entire process wouldn't have asked that question, though. Mm. I, I literally wouldn't have gone past this, like, phone screen without knowing what the salary was. As in, mm. they would know the salary, but they like you would know their actual expectation within, let's say, the salary band. Mm. So, like, you could have oh, offered, right. like, you could have got the offer, offer totally wrong, for instance, yeah. and they actually be like, well, I actually expected more type of thing. Ah, uh, got you, got you. Mm. So. I just I just read Lee's question as well, and it's it's completely off topic. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Lee? I'm kind yeah, of, I know um, it's Friday, but you're confusing us. <laughs> yeah, okay, exactly. I mean, uh, uh, mentoring to business development. Whilst, whilst I'm intrigued. Oh, uh, okay. We're not question. really talking about that bit, Lee. Now I get it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Interesting question. Um, well, maybe we could brilliant. maybe we could wrap. Well, you can wrap, t- you uh, can answer him later. This is on Facebook. You better say it's public. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's cool. So, in, in terms of kind of me- so you've mentioned mentoring is is non-existent in startups. Given your experience of startups, how would you implement a mentoring program into a startup? How would you embed that? What approach would you take, or what advice would you give to? You in know, an ideal world, by the way. Ideal world, yeah. Two, that question. yeah. Two kind of co-founders or a founder to say, "You need this. This is why, and this is how I would implement it, or how I would advise yeah. you to implement it." Yeah, um, I think various ways, and I'm also trying to tap into what people would be doing normally in a startup. So I wouldn't do mentoring by itself. I think normally startups, they all will scale ups. They all will do normally a leadership program. Um, as mm. part of that, I'd put in kind of a mentoring kind of module in that basically mm. where you're, you're telling, you're kind of teaching what is good mentoring, what is bad mentoring, what it is not, the contracting piece, the expectation setting, the process we're going to go by, how it's tied with values and everything like that. And then really, really key is how we're going to measure it as well. Mm. Because obviously if you're going to do something, at least measure it like percentage of workforce in a ment- mentoring relationship or the diversity and inclusion kind of all the diversity mm. of these relationships to have cross-cultural kind of relationships interracial inter-ethnic all those types mm. of things I actually have some measurements there because also good time with dni so leadership's the easiest one i would also say your mm. talent management piece is kind of your other one i mean it's, mm. again talent management is quite a sophisticated process and again like i said at the beginning i went into kind of bigger company to learn about it but it can help with p- promotions I think there's stats out there that say it's something mm. above 60 percent if you actually have a mentor you're more likely to actually get promoted sooner mm-hmm. so tie into that kind of piece if you see a high potential type of person internally yeah. try to get someone internally maybe to mentor them or externally find someone i mean mm. it, it's absolutely it is as simple as sometimes just linkedin and adding someone and putting a message yeah. in there which would be open for a little chat because i have a career here mm. like we said before outline what i want to achieve and just go from there i mean don't go wrong mm. half the time people won't even bother responding but and, and 
Unfortunately, <laughs> I think it is because people open it and go, what's in it for me? And if it's sort of like, mm. um, I think it needs to be quantified, doesn't it? So, Glenn, mm. I'd like you to mention me, could you spare a ma- an hour a month or something? Because mm. I think sometimes when it's not quantified, you're like, oh, what does that mean? Is that an hour a day, mm. hour a week, yeah. hour a month? You know, and, and I think that makes it quite hard. Um, Caroline just wrote by the this is I'm going back a wee bit, but it's a great comment okay. and I hadn't really thought about. It. I think most candidates are afraid to ask. For far too long they have been advised to let the employer initiate discussion about salary. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'd be obviously it's different out in the colonies because uh, mm. we ask. Because <laughs> well, otherwise you don't know if you're gonna pay your bills, do you? Yeah. 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 I think it's an, an interesting point she makes because perhaps um pre-COVID, the, the kind of structure mm. of how the employee-employee relationship was still that kind of quite traditional. But we've had mm. some serious kind of developments globally, both in terms of the pandemic and, and kind of BLM and, and everything that's going on culturally in society. I think, you know, it does perhaps offer an opportunity for people to take more ownership of their careers, more ownership in yeah. terms of where and how they want to work and how they want to get remunerated and what they feel their value yeah. is. So if there's an opportunity to open that open up that conversation with your employer, I think you should absolutely mm. take I take your point that oh. previously you're kind of you just sit there, you wait to get that promotion, to get that bonus, to get that, you yeah. know. But you know, perhaps more robust conversations need to happen now. Yeah. yeah. And, need to be ready. and I think it's a respect thing as well, because I've had a mm. couple of these chats this week. Um, I have heard of people in the current market who are interviewing. And the hiring manager's sitting chatting on the phone. They're on a Zoom interview. Mm-hmm. And the hiring manager's ignoring them to take a call and stuff like that. Hang up. Mm. <laughs> You're never going to, if they can't respect you enough to be on that interview, there are enough That's jobs out there. You will find the right job. That mm. I just can't believe or, I'm hearing stuff like that. It's dreadful. To your point, Katrina, so. set up your own business, right? Yeah, that's so happening at the moment, which is a little yeah. bit of Lee's question over there. <laughs> I yeah. think Lee thinks you're kind of crazy starting a business up in a global pandemic recession. However, I started mine up in 2009. You knock yourself mm. out. Yeah. <laughs> Rowan, it's completely yeah. possible. I think it's an absolutely not. ideal time because the market is changing, mm. which offers opportunities. Yeah. And only the brave will really go for it, right? Everybody else will probably be like, you know, let's just stick with what we got and let's see where that takes us. Okay. Um, and the others will see the opportunities that are kind of developing and opening up and go, you know what? Yeah. I, I could really focus on that and I could really deliver yeah. some value as an independent. Um, so, you know. To, and there are industries the that are thriving in this. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. thriving in this. So, yeah. you know, you just, just pick your industry. Yeah, as well. Don't don't let the UK Sorry. be the only, the only boundary, right? Oh, uh, yeah. You, you can have a global right. business. International income. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why I love my mastermind because it's not UK business, but it's coming in from all over as well. So, yeah. so seeing we've plugged it a wee bit, go on, give us a quick plug on what the business is going to do. Yeah. So, so again, it is. Or doing for that matter. So it's yeah. specific to HR and essentially I'm a mentoring business, mentors yeah. from well-known startup scale-ups who are basically trying to help other HR professionals, whether you're a standalone, or you're trying mm-hmm. to go from generalist to recruitment type of role, whatever, whether you're trying to grow whatever country. We've got experienced mm-hmm. HR people. We've also got people who aren't the most experienced, but to be honest, I don't give a crap. Mm-hmm. I'm very, very passionate that if you're an associate, 
you have so much stuff to give to someone who's at a similar level. That's one of the mm-hmm. taboo type of areas that I hate in mentoring. You've got to be really experienced and senior. So basically, we're just mm-hmm. trying to help out the HR professional. Oh, can you expand on that a bit more? Yeah, mm-hmm. so, so basically, you sign up on our mentor. So mentor is No, no, sorry. I meant associates thinking they haven't got anything to give. Oh, like, what, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because um, remember, we sit in, we sit in um, TA or recruitment, or actually, I don't sit in either. And um, I don't really know what a HR associate does. So. Yeah, sorry. So, so I've got people who are kind of at associate level, or I'm just trying to think of their, their role titles, but that, that's kind of irrelevant. Basically, they're kind of junior to mid level type of people, and they could be working for checkout or whatever. And regardless of that they're at that kind of that big level company or they're actually junior in their kind of life cycle of their career they're actually doing the very operational stuff which is what yeah. a lot of those tend to do in startups so actually yeah. they're probably going to be able to provide more benefit to someone who's at a similar level because actually you'll be able to talk about mm. the nitty-gritty type of stuff if you approach mm. someone who's a chief people officer it's pure strategic stuff and to be yeah. honest it might sound all fancy and we all know that sometimes people approach other we talked about earlier other people who are more senior just because it sounds good and you've got that contact but actually what they're giving you is not super useful it's probably awareness but it's not actually that this is actually going to really help me here and there and i'm very passionate that actually we give kind of kind of peer-to-peer level advice Mm. that's really cool yeah really cool really solid advice too i've thought about it that way so the yeah. platform is the platform's purely for HR professionals at this stage. Yeah, at, at, at this stage, it's I mean, it's not a platform. It's not a tech tech platform as such. It's purely me trying to match people um, cool. from my network and help people out there. So yeah, I just I generally like like us like we're trying to help the HR profession progress, aren't we? Yeah. They're kind of talking like mm-hmm. this, and I just want to help it as well. So that's my way of kind of doing it, mentoring, mentee to mentors. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. And you just signed a JV with, I can't remember the name of the company. Learnably, Learnably. Learnably, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so just had a kind of chat with Mari, who's kind of the, the lead there, the people lead. And actually we were like, we could do some content together. That actually could help people. We could do some webinars together. They're a cool learning, innovative L&D platform. And do you know what? Let's, let's mm-hmm. continue. Let's do it. I'm all, I'm all hands to help people. So, yeah, cool. And they're, they're thinking likewise. So checking out your LinkedIn page for uh, pending webinars would be a, a good approach if somebody's just kind of starting to think about that kind of mentoring space, right? Certainly yeah, from yeah, a yeah. HR perspective. Yeah, yeah. Or just hit me up. So just cool. give me, pop me a line. Like I next week, like, he's on holiday. Yeah, yeah. I'm, out, yeah. I'm out there for two weeks though. So. Yeah. Oh, are you? Not next week. Yeah. Yeah. Because of the bloody quarantine. Are you back before you have to quarantine or after? I'm actually heading back. So obviously in Holland now, and I'm heading back literally after this call. So hopefully get back. So it's always the plan. I'm not just rushing back. There's always All right. the plan to head back. Yeah. Cool. That sounds good. Yeah, that sounds good to do. Tuning in from the airport. Oh, dear. <laughs> We're nearly out of time. So I'm just going to really quickly say, and next week we have Madison Butler joining at the show, which hey, I'm super excited about. Um, Madison is actually over here for uh, mm. March 10th disrupt right before we locked yeah. down. Um, and she has been very vocal about Black Lives Matter. And it's two months on. So it'd be mm. great to see. Well, has anything changed? Have we all forgotten about it? Do we need to be reminded, uh, etc.? So I'm really looking to that conversation now because she's very direct. 
that would be great oh, for you. And extremely passionate about what you know, Black Lives Matter and more. So she's awesome. Super passionate. Lovely, lovely young lady. Yeah. So if anybody wants to kind of be in an orientation of Madison, check out her LinkedIn page. She is, you know, she's consistent in terms of her content. Um and as yeah. Katrina said, super passionate. It's bound to be a yeah, lively conversation, awesome. that's for sure. Hello, it'll be brilliant. She's, and she's brilliant as well. It's the first time she's spoken on stage and she was brilliant. I don't know why she chose London of all places to speak on stage the first time, but she was fabulous. Um, and her mum's also super cool. Anyway, sorry, random, Rowan, random. Yeah. So any closing, as a closing summary, Ryan, for <laughs> mentees and mentors, if you were to say, give one piece of advice to mentees, and one piece of advice for mentors, what would that what would that be at this moment in time? I would generally say you should build your I'd basically say get involved in mentoring because it's actually a free thing. And don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to even approach a mentee. Because I know that might sound weird to a mentor who's more senior, but don't be afraid. And and likewise, don't be afraid to pop them a message. It is a message, it's not hurting anyone, it's not costing money mm. or anything like this. Do it mm. here and there. Um, yes, you've got potentially the potential rejection, but just get involved. I, I generally, yeah. it will help you a lot. It's better than a formal learning course or anything like that. Mm. So, and actually, it can provide dividends. You might know someone for years and years. They might open their net, your network up. So mm -hmm. it can just go. It can just snowball. Get involved. Wicked. Yeah. Cool. Sounds great. I think I loved. I loved the thing you said earlier, though. Go in with what it is, especially you're wanting to get. So mm. minty led, and yeah. like I had to give them the time frame. So they understand yeah. what the time commitment is you're hoping for. Because I think Definitely. that's a big one. I think that stops people responding. Mm. Yeah. They just go, uh, uh. Because, yeah. you know, we are all time pressured. So. Yeah, and make it informal. Cool. It doesn't need to be all formal. Yeah, it's true. Emma and I definitely don't do formal. <laughs> <laughs> Most informal. <laughs> but yeah, it has been extremely rewarding. So I'm glad I've done it. Um, Rowan, thank you. That was absolutely you, fabulous. Um, thank you, Rowan. Thank you to everyone for all of your comments. Uh, Lee, Rowan will come back to you later. Oh, <laughs> what a question. Um, we shall be back Friday next week at what time will we be back, Klein? Uh, 3 p.m. UK time, Katrina. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, right. really old joke, not funny anymore. Um, yeah. 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific, and 4 p.m. Central Time. Um, LinkedIn, Live, Facebook, etc. We're still back on, we are back on Friday. We are switching to Thursday in September just to confuse you all. Um, yeah. I know, they won't know what to do. After all these years, we're like, what? But we are. Mm -hmm. Anyway, thank you again. Have a fantastic weekend, everybody, and we shall see you next week. Bye. Definitely. Take care now. Bye.